Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Interesting people with myself Tina Calder from Excalibur Press. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined today by Michelle Connolly um, from Learning Mole. Learning Mole is a content agency specialising in educational resources for use both at home and in the classroom and I have to say I have already tried them and they are awesome. Logan loves them, my six-year-old. And Michelle is an educator and founder of the company and she's also director of the content marketing agency Profile Tree. So thanks very much for taking the time to talk to me today, Michelle. Thank you for having me. So what I really want to get to the bottom of is how does someone go from being in the classroom and teaching albeit in Egypt, not even in, in Northern Ireland or the UK, and then end up setting up a website which has now got over a million views online across the globe. Like, that, that's a pretty big step. <laughs> well, I mean, as much as I love teaching, and I was teaching for 15 years, and would still do a bit of uh, teaching here and there, um, I suppose I was constantly being approached by parents um, asking about how they would teach their children, how they could um, keep up to date with current trends and different methods. And I suppose they lacked confidence. They didn't want to confuse their children um, and they were afraid of maybe doing something that wasn't right, that wasn't within the curriculum. Um, And as you say, I taught abroad um, and I came home and I'd set up Profile Tree with my husband in 2010 but had always been teaching Um, And when I went on maternity leave with my third child, um, we decided that it was time that I would come into the business. And that's when Learning Mo was also born, because although I was stepping out or sidestepping out of education, I didn't want to leave it behind. And I always had this feeling that, you know, parents were maybe underrepresented, that there wasn't maybe as much as many resources out there for them. Um, And I suppose that's where... I started creating uh, some resources in my spare bedroom at the time uh, and Learning Wolf became, well, I suppose, I wouldn't have envisioned it being where it is today, but it it's sort of started out yeah. as, a, a, as a little sides, um, I suppose, business in terms of I didn't want to leave education behind. I think yeah. once you're in education, you can never escape. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I suppose, you, you're, you're the perfect match. So you were used to being in front of people, essentially kids, you know, doing this stuff. So I suppose transferring that to the on camera wasn't a massive leap. And then you just happen to have a husband who's a content marketer. That kind of helps as well, you know. <laughs> exactly. And I suppose, as you say, um, being in front of the class, slightly different to being in front of a camera, I have to say. Um, I, Don't I get did, heckled. I did. <laughs> that's exactly. Probably a bit easier. Um, I, and I did suffer the whole thing that, you know, we would see people going on camera, oh, I don't like my voice, and I don't like the way I look. And yeah. But... You just get over that, and uh, and as you say, um, Kieran was there, and because we'd been involved in content for so long, we kind of knew what we were doing in terms of what people were looking for and interesting topics, yeah. and I was able to apply, obviously, my education knowledge to that as well. And of course, you got the kids involved as, as well. What age were they when you started, started out? Well, Aaron was five, and James was four, so they were very, very little, <laughs> um, and I really, for me, I really wanted to give parents a feel um, that... 
the learning was in context that it was real um, and it wasn't about um, I'm a teacher and I'm going to tell you how to teach your children it was really putting the learning in context and actually cataloguing I suppose my journey with my own children what I was doing um, how I was doing it and showing that sort of interaction and that engagement with your children but with that educational focus and so they uh, loved it from the beginning and they still love it they um, have named themselves youtubers now I was gonna uh, say I was gonna (laughs) say like you now have two little youtube stars in the house yes I do uh, and and they can legitimately say this because they're not a couple of kids doing it in their bedroom with like five people in the class watching them they're like kids who have like over a million views yeah and it's, it's amazing I mean they came home from school actually recently and Aaron said uh, I think I'm the only YouTuber in my school you know and James popped up and said no no you're not I'm also a YouTuber you know there's two of us in the school so um, oh, yeah brilliant. no it's all good and you know they've got to the point now where they're actually generating their own content so they're wow. coming to me saying mommy what about what should you think we should do this as a topic or That's I mean amazing. Aaron's all into electricity at the minute so he was like I think we really need to do something on circuits and you know mommy I'll help you with writing it and everything so it's amazing oh, to see that they've, awesome. they're really involved in it now so it's good they must they must for them it must give them so much confidence as well yeah and and just even i'm seeing their journey from i mean we started out very much where the two boys were on camera and again as i say it was very natural very raw i would never have prepped them before a camera still don't and um, i basically say we're going to play a game that's about addition and it, you you get what you see so yeah. you know you see them making the mistakes and i think that's so important because mm-hmm. you know all the children around the world that are doing this are making those mistakes and it's good to see how you address those with yeah. your children um, but now that we've moved into the animations as well um, that's a completely different skill that they've had yeah. to adapt to because it's all that reading and that expression and actually putting the life into the, the characters so um, it's amazing to see how they've developed their yeah. skill as well and do they have an interest in this world generally or is this a hobby for them or do you think that this could end up being a family business? Um, I don't know at the minute. Aaron wants to be a scientist, so um, I, I do see him possibly going down the tech route. Yeah. Um, he, he's very interested and very logically minded, and and likes wouldn't be the the loudest child, but actually loves the attention that yeah. he gets from the learning wall. So it's that quietly confident. And James, he's already said that you know he might be he might um, do something on the side and then be a YouTuber. Um, as another part of a job, oh, so wow. uh, there's kids out there. He might, be, he might be using, he might use YouTube as a, a sideline, but he doesn't know. He'll, he'll <laughs> think about it. <laughs> and there's so many kids out there, and their whole thing. I I delivered a workshop up in Derry with a with a group of kids, and they were all obsessed with being YouTube stars. And it's just amazing to hear that your boys actually have that ability and are in that space. But one of them's actually, oh, well, you know, it's not the most important thing in my life. You know, that's so healthy. But how do you find that in terms of other parents? You know, is there... I know my son is all over social media all the time. He's six. I don't have a problem with it. Um, But do you think there are other parents out there who are still really resident and a bit, you know, they're they're still scared, I suppose? Yeah, I do. And, and, And... You know, I can see why parents are so afraid because, you know, you hear all these stories in the press about children being bullied and all of that and and all the cyberbullying and, you know, social media is a minefield and it is a very scary place. But, again, not to 
sound about teaching and education it is all back to education as you say you've no problem with it but obviously you're spending time with your son explaining to him the dangers of online and social and how to handle it and I think that's really really important rather than being afraid of it you need to embrace it because this is the way life is going to be this is their world um you know we we're seeing even just for staff and things in profile tree you know the 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 children coming up, the students coming up, the graduates coming out, they're all digital natives. There's yeah. things there's things that they don't need to learn. It comes naturally to them. So yes, be cautious as a parent, but also I think you need to give your ch- child the chance to go online and actually give them a chance to try it out, but with that education and that caution that yeah. they are um, informed about how they're using social media, they're informed about how they look on Google or go on to yeah. YouTube and actually give them those skills from an early age because ultimately they're going to be using it whether you like it or not. Exactly. And that's, I think that's something that I'm very passionate about is this is their world. You know, we can't just like make time stop. Whereas there's so many parents out there like, no, no, you can't do this. You can't be on it. You can't look at it. And whereas I'm more of the, well, if I teach myself, if I learn more about it, then I can help to keep them safe. I can help to, you know, I can help to educate my son on how it works and all of that kind of stuff. And and it's so refreshing to hear someone else have the same. Yeah, um, because the problem is they're ultimately going to be using it. So I would rather my children using it and are well-informed and well-educated about how to use it than sneaking around when they get a phone, like when they're 14 or 15. Yeah. You you can't really control every single thing of what they're doing and what they're doing in their lives. You have some element of control, but you start to lose that as they get a bit older. Um, And I think if if I know my children are well-informed and well-educated and know how to behave and to be safe online, well, at least when they do go on it and maybe I don't know what they're doing I know they're being sensible and responsible yeah and because you've given them the tools and the techniques yeah. and, and the, the ability to be yeah. confident about how they use it so taking you back sort of slightly to before learning mole what was your journey in education like because it wasn't just you know a couple of schools in Northern Ireland you know yeah slightly wee bit slightly different uh, route to most people and um, so I went to Stramalus University College trained as a teacher um, in drama and English actually was my main uh, subjects but actually was trained as a primary school teacher and um, came out of Stramalis and as you know teaching in Northern Ireland is very tough and um, there wasn't a lot of jobs out there and was offered an opportunity in Kent so I went to teach in England for three years um, and then kind of decided while I was there that I was away from home so I may as well go, go away further. from home yeah. um, and, and a colleague had actually recently moved to Dubai so I thought well no better place uh, sun sunny every day and luxury and I didn't have children then so I probably had some money to spend um, and uh, went to Dubai taught in Dubai for two years so the first year I taught in an Islamic school but was British curriculum so very very different experience and um, all Emirati children um, very culturally different which was really really interesting and then I taught in Dubai British school and um, which was more for expat children and then um, decided that my husband actually was offered a job in Egypt, in Cairo. So you'd already met Kieran by this point? I'd met Kieran before I even went to England. So oh, I met Kieran really? when I was 19. Okay. So yeah, a long really? time. Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. sweet. So um, yeah, I met him when I was still in university. So before I even graduated. Um, and then we he was offered a job in Cairo. So I went to teach in Egypt then. And we went for a year, but ended up staying six. Yeah. 
um, through two revolutions, which was definitely interesting. Um, And then by then we'd had the two boys um, and we just thought Egypt probably wasn't the safest of places um, and not the best place for young children because it's very hot and there's very little green space. Um, So we decided that we would then come home. So then I came home um, and taught in... um, in East Belfast for a year and a half until I went on maternity with my yeah. third. Um, wow, what a journey, doesn't it? Yeah, so definitely interesting. And now you're still teaching all around the world, you know, <laughs> yeah. in one way, shape or, yeah. or another. No escape. <laughs> and so Learning Mole, as you said, had has grown quite significantly from you creating a few videos with the kids and popping them up online or whatever to you're now actually a content creation agency for other educators who need content tell us a little bit about that work yeah so um we've just recently signed a contract um with a company in china so um we are producing or licensing content educational animations out to china and we're We'll send 75 out over the next six months and then we'll go into phase two um, and they will license that material and put it out to schools and wow. uh, parents in China. So, And how do you just stumble across a Chinese <laughs> contract? Like, you know, I know that every entrepreneur listening to this is going to be like, seriously though, how do you find a Chinese contract? But, they they reached out to us. They find so you very very interesting. And they yeah. obviously find you because you're SEO. So good. Yeah, that's okay, it. Like, you <laughs> that's know, it. let's take yeah. them back to what yeah. the, the other company profile tree do. Yeah, I suppose it, it does make a difference. We have that added advantage that any content we produce, um, especially in YouTube, for example. Um, we we have it's a bit of background yeah. knowledge in, in in ranking the content, so we would be very strategic eh, in the content we produce. So to, be, to make sure that it's actually content that people are looking for, searching for, or enjoying already, and then um, then as you say, once it's created, yeah. actually optimizing it and making sure that um, everything's there so that people can actually find it and enjoy it. Yeah. And what's the process for you in terms of coming up with the ideas? I mean. Is it is it a very planned process or does it sometimes just well it it just pops up and that's what you do or it's kind of a mixture of both. So yeah. for example, the boys really wanted to do a space series, so um, that was very planned because we were thinking of all the different titles and what was searched out there yeah. in terms of space and, and, and all of that. But then also it could be very current, you know, things that are in the news or things that we think need addressed. Yes, we'll come up with as well. Um, but it's. It's, it's an interesting process because everything we do is linked to the curriculum. Well, we try to, um, yeah. apart from, we do things like life skills, which are like financial capability and yeah. recycling and being a good citizen and all of that. Um, but I suppose it's for me, I, would, I was looking very much in the curriculum and looking at gaps as well of, yeah. of material and resources that I found that I struggled with as a teacher and where was I getting this content from? Yeah. Um, and back to, again, those questions from parents. It's always around that multiplication, that addition, the mental maths, um, phonics. Don't even start me on phonics. The of my life. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it, it's kind of insider knowledge with a bit of um, good old uh, yeah. keyword research mixed with current affairs and some input from the boys too yeah and when when you're developing you must get you must get some feedback from whether it's teachers or parents or whatever how what's that like you know when you're when you're getting that feedback and that can be really interesting because especially as you know youtube can be um 
can be a tough market, let's yeah, just say. Um, so, you know, we would get a lot of mostly very, very positive feedback. Um, but then you would get to obviously the feedback about maybe the accent that oh, can be quite see. difficult um, and maybe the content. Uh, you know, some people love the idea that it's children teaching children yeah. and other people would rather it be an adult, which is really, really interesting. I, oh, I find anyway, I've had a, 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 a not many, but a few comments saying, you know, why does it have to be children teaching children? Surely an, uh, adult, surely an adult would be better. So it's, it, But it's really interesting to see yeah. different people's viewpoints, you yeah. know, in terms of what's being used and what isn't and and it's really good to see feedback as well from you know actual schools websites actually putting learning mole on their website to say wow. look parents go check, check this, this out, out yeah. um, and we did a partnership with Bryson Recycling and Lisburn Council put it on their website about recycling and the wheelie bin and the education side of it so it's really interesting to see the content being used in lots of different ways yes, uh-huh. you know you've got sort of council element you've got teachers then you've got parents as well just saying that really helped and also I mean recently I actually had a past pupil come on and say Hi, I see you on here. Do you remember I used to be in your classroom? I'm actually using your videos for my little cousin. So oh, it's you know we're amazing. getting it from all angles too, from children, from parents, from teachers, from schools, from yeah. uh, lots of different um, different places. So it's good to see. And does it still fill your need to teach? Does that still fill your, you know fill that sort of passion that you, that you have? It does, but I do still do the odd bit of sobbing because there's nothing yeah. um, better than getting into a classroom and actually just getting hands on. And I think too, it's so important because I'm working in the education space that I need to keep up to date and keep you know, on the ground with what is actually happening yeah. in classrooms, what children are interested in, what teachers are interested in. And it's, it's a really important part of my research too. Plus, I actually get to go in and teach and enjoy teaching and then leave without having to write reports <laughs> and do parent evenings. <laughs> so you get, you get the good bit of the teaching. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything that you miss about being in the classroom full time? I do miss the kids. Yeah, that, just the relationships even, and stuff. That yeah. relationship, that rapport. And also, I think, you know, just having your little class and you see them from when they start yeah. to where they go, get to and seeing that satisfaction is amazing when you see, you know, those light bulbs come on and, and things just falling into place for children. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing that can be said that's any more exciting than that and actually seeing children develop and grow and even just the confidence and everything growing it's yeah. amazing to see it's not always academic it could be just the confidence to speak in front of a class or the confidence to share their work with someone else and I do I do miss that um but you know I do I get my odd little fill now and yeah. again so <laughs> it's all good <laughs> and as an entrepreneur what would you say have been the hardest challenges along the way um I think for me, one of my first most difficult challenges was actually coming from a career where I knew everything, not didn't know everything, but I was comfortable. I knew the curriculum inside out. I knew my class. Obviously, teaching brings its new challenges every single year. Um, But I was pretty comfortable in my own, on my own space. And to come out and actually do something where I maybe wasn't so confident, that was tough. And actually gaining that confidence again to really like, believe in myself that I could actually do this and it's it's back to that self-belief you know when making this content is, is actually anyone going to find it useful is anyone going to yeah. find it interesting and I suppose 
we were quite strategic in that as well. We said we would produce 100 videos in the first year and if we had 100,000 views, we knew that there was some sort There's of interest. So we had, we had a marker. You we had, had a plan a at, the, yeah. at the beginning. It wasn't like you just woke up one day and went, oh, come on, we'll do a wee YouTube video here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think it's that. Um, when you're starting out your own business, it's just having that belief that, that you can do it and you need to keep pushing forward and the long hours as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't I know about it? Yeah. And just sort of lastly, what would you say to what would you say to other educators who, you know, are looking to kind of I suppose they're maybe happy in the classroom but they want to innovate within the classroom, you know, I don't know, is that is that something that's looked at favourably these days or do you think that there's, there's there should be more? I, I really do think there should be more and I do think as well there needs to be more training for teachers in terms yeah. of the innovation and the ed tech sector and what is out there um, you know especially for teachers that have been in the classroom the new teachers coming out are getting probably all that knowledge but if you imagine a teacher of my you know sort of my age 21 of course um <laughs> I, I would have been, and I'm not saying this of all teachers, because you've got teachers that are very, very into the ed tech sector and very, very well educated in, in what's happening in the, at the forefront of where they are. But I mean, I find, especially the likes of IT and teaching coding and things, I wasn't 100% about it myself. So yeah. I kind of felt when I was teaching it to children that I wasn't always maybe giving yeah so opportunities for upskilling you know and stuff like that yeah and I do think that would really help because there's so many learning both senior (laughs) (laughs) there's so many innovative you know teachers out there that are just doing amazing things in their classroom that you wouldn't even probably know about and that's the, the thing about teaching as well because it's so you're in your own classroom and you're doing it and you're doing it really well and yes all those parents probably know about it and maybe a few other teachers in the school the world doesn't know about yeah. it because you're in your own little cell and doing that. So it, it you know, it'd be great to share those stories as well. Yeah, so of how teachers the school and, communicates yes. that what's happening in the classrooms yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And sometimes I think we get so busy that we forget about the amazing jobs that teachers are actually doing. Yeah, and the hard jobs that they're doing. I yeah. don't know how they cope with so many kids at once. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, I'm I'm the oldest of seven children, and I thought I had it sussed. Um, you know, loads of kids I can deal with. It. Then I went up. Then I had eight kids in a writing, creative writing workshop. And my first thing was like, this isn't a classroom and I'm not a teacher, okay? That was my first thing. So I thought at least then they, they might not treat me as their <laughs> teacher. And I was so afraid. Um, but it was that, it was that, those elements where one child in particular was really, really disruptive. So I embraced her disruptiveness rather than try, try to curb it because I didn't know how else to deal with yeah. it. So I accidentally stumbled across something that worked. You know, that might not have worked. I don't know how anybody does that with 30 kids in the room. I just don't know. I mean, I had terrible trouble with eight or whatever it was. Um, And then recently we had 90 kids in a room. um, Now with several adults, but I find that the only way to to get them to do anything was to shock them. Like it was to like shout like mad stuff. But clearly teachers can't behave like that all the time so like what would you say in terms of the industry should there be more support for teachers on all aspects of teaching not just the the curriculum but you know 
because yeah. obviously with Stormont being what it is, we're not getting any money for yeah. our teachers. And, and our yeah, no, education. and you're right. I think there's still a massive place for teacher training and teachers actually having time out to go and explore new new things yeah. because, you know, it's okay to say you've trained for your four years, um, you know, tw- 20 years ago. Yeah. You, you know, it's like any career, any job, you need to be Moves constantly on, moving yeah. on and, and keeping up to date with And things. the expectations of the parents must be crazy. Yeah, As a parent, be. I know what, you know, what my expectations are and I'm very like no no they're okay it's fine everything's grand you know because you're constantly mindful of well this is a teacher with 30 kids and mine's only one of them you know but there are parents out there who you know are probably expecting a lot from their teachers is it maybe time for them to think about well how can we support the teacher you know and I think there is an element of that um you know most parents are really really supportive and they'll bend over backwards to help you and if there's anything that you can put in place to support them at home you know working with teachers and parents working together is it's so important because basically children are spending most of their days with the teachers and then they've got their home home life and you know Two very important people in the in the child's yeah. life. So if they're not communicating and working together in partnership, it's not always the easiest route. Yeah. Whereas if you're working together seamlessly and you know, you know, that this support needs to be put in place and it's being followed at home and it's being followed in the classroom, it makes life a lot easier. But and that's where right. I suppose learning mode can step in and teachers can, can use that as it like get the child to watch these videos or or whatever because with kids loving youtube the way they do i mean we'd one guy and literally every five minutes he's like but i have a youtube channel <laughs> like, i know <laughs> you know but it's really scary just how many kids are so into to youtube and and social media I, i'm talking like eight nine ten these these ones oh, yeah. were and i was just i knew that kids were into it i knew that some kids had it i just didn't know how many yeah. In the room of 90, I think we had about six or seven kids that were on YouTube that admitted they were on YouTube. And then the teacher was saying to me, oh, no, there's others. There's definitely yeah. others as well. You know, that's amazing. And it's moving at such a fast pace. No, you're right. And I suppose learning mode as well. A lot of our videos would be aimed more at the parents rather than the children yeah. just sitting watching them. Because, again, it's about that engagement and about that interaction with your child, but with an educational focus. Yeah. So it is little games and activities that you can do, but that still have high value educationally. Yeah. But it's not about just sitting watching videos all day. You know, The animations are there too, which is great for family learning. But you're right, it's really important that, yes, there is an element of that if they do allow their children to go on YouTube yeah. to watch videos and things and being selective about the content that your children are watching. But there is also that element of moving away from screens as well and having some time yeah. that is actually quality experience. time. Yeah, yeah. to that, have that. experience or to chat to your child and to just enjoy some, you know, just have a, a, a bit of interesting, you know, fun with them as well. Yeah. And just lastly, what's kind of next for learning more? What's next on the big plans? Well, at minutes we um, could be seventy-five videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got our China videos yeah. that are are, are ongoing, um, and we are also we've developed our first Alexa skill wow. um, called High Five Maths, um, and it's going really well. So uh, we're definitely export, exploring more Alexa skills. And, and what does and that same. mean? The, the- so high five maths is basically so you know the Alexa um, and yeah. the the units. So basically you enable the skill; it's free, 
and you just say Alexa uh, high five maths please and basically it's five maths questions but slightly different to the other skills out there in terms of um, most of the skills are very very um, quiz based so it'd be one plus one or their times tables and they're very just question yeah. and answer I suppose we really really wanted to focus on probably higher level content so um although it's still five questions five maths questions it could be one about shapes one about patterns yes. one about problem solving one about addition one about and wow. it's all there's different levels there as well so it's just really quick fire mental maths really supporting your child at home and in a different way and um, it doesn't replace the teacher yeah. it doesn't replace you're not allowed to use Alexa unless you use this first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly and it doesn't replace what's being done in the classroom or, or parents spending time but it's just that different way of learning and, yeah. and really really nice for those children that really like the, that auditory sense of learning so um, we've a few more Alexa skills in the pipeline Brilliant. that we're working on at the minute so that, that's keeping us out of trouble yeah. <laughs> well listen Michelle thank you so much for, for joining me, well actually I'm joining you we're in your offices um, wonderful beautiful offices up in the Innovation Factory in Belfast But so yeah, so if you want some more information it's learningmold.com um, and there you'll find all the links to YouTube, Instagram Facebook, Twitter, basically anywhere that, that they're going to be available. And of course, you can check out Profile Tree as well. But we will be doing an interview with Kieran at some point, um, likely straight away after this. So do keep an eye out for that if you want some other top tips on content marketing. But thank you so much, Michelle. Really thank glad you to have for you. Me. And of course, everyone, you can connect with me, Tina Calder, um, on social media Twitter at Tina Calder, Facebook, Tina Calder Journal. Um, and I'm on instagram as tina belfast and you can go on to the content club content club.excaliburpress.co.uk um, and please do let us know if there's anyone that you want us to interview or anyone that you think might make an interesting person um, i'd love to hear from you thank you lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.